This is a GRDC podcast. An important new resource for grain growers has been finalised that delivers a step-by-step approach to adopting precision agriculture. G'day, I'm Chris Brown. The new resource is called Profit from Precision Agriculture and it's been put together by respected farm consultants, Rural Directions and Think Agri. Now I know that around the traps there are different definitions of just what precision agriculture is or means. So that's where I began my conversation with Rural Directions' Patrick Redden. What's his definition as it applies to the new resource he helped develop? The term precision ag's been around for a while I guess and people often think about it in terms of technology and, and doing things in a real technological manner but I guess what we've we've tended to think about in this project is it's it's essentially doing the right practice in the right spot at the right time so it can be with or without technology really and that's the way we've approached it in this project is that getting the agronomy right on different areas of a farm or of a paddock is really precision agriculture. Well that is a different definition to what I've heard before because I've always thought it would be about variable rate and that sort of thing. Yeah variable rate is certainly an application of precision ag but it can be actually broader than that it can be doing site-specific weed management or it could be addressing subsoil constraints in a targeted way and there's lots of ways to think about precision ag that, that doesn't actually involve variable rate as such. I guess what we've tried to do in this project is get people to focus on where the profit opportunities are for their farm first and then consider whether some precision agriculture is appropriate to address that profit opportunity rather than perhaps getting interested in the technology and, and trying to work out a way to use it. Yeah, okay. So you've set out in a new manual, I suppose, several questions that you need to ask yourself. And the first question is to consider what is to be gained. Are you talking here about overcoming issues or problems that an individual farm might have? It really is important right at the start to understand what the opportunities are within your business. And it may be that the highest priority opportunity is actually something that can be solved relatively simply without a precision ag focus. And if we're looking at profit as the outcome, then focusing on those opportunities first And then moving from there to testing whether PA has a role in addressing that opportunity is really important. So an example could be that time of sowing is actually the biggest issue in the business and potentially adding a component like variable rate fertiliser at seeding to that might actually make it worse. So it might be more important to address the underlying reasons for time of sowing first before you then start to consider other opportunities within the business. In this PA manual then, what assistance do farmers get in addressing that question? What we've tried to do is provide a bit of a framework for people to have a quick look at their own district or region and understand what some of the common constraints or opportunities might be. And the list is certainly not exhaustive in that every farm is still going to be different, but it will hopefully give people a good starting point to consider what might be the highest likelihood opportunities in their own area. That naturally then leads on to step two, where you ask people to think about how a PA system might overcome those problems. It's around considering whether or not PA is the best way to address that opportunity. And it might be that there's some really fundamental things that need to change before you go and look at PA. So the example with time of sowing before might be better addressed simply by starting a week earlier. Or if it was a summer spraying opportunity, tightening up that, could be a case of changing some rates or potentially changing the conditions you're spraying in rather than moving to an optical spot sprayer. So it's about considering the opportunity itself and the best way to address it with PA as one of those tools rather than going to the PA option first and trying to then fit that back to an opportunity. 
Now, we must make a point here that even though this resource was constructed for the southern region, it does have relevance elsewhere, much broader than the southern region. We think that some of the decision-making principles and processes involved are fairly broad, and the report doesn't really cover how to do a specific technology in detail. It's more about the process of making decisions. And I guess with that in mind, even though the the opportunities and the technologies might be different in different parts of Australia and different regions, some of the thinking should be still useful wider than the southern region. Leading on to step three then, whether the problems can be fixed and it does present a very interesting checklist. The checklist was one that we adapted from a a previous GRDC project and just sort of rounded out a bit more. And I guess it comes back to really testing whether a business is ready to have a look at PA or not. And what are some of the influences of that? Has it undertaken a robust economic assessment? Is it understanding how the opportunity might vary in different seasons and can it actually access the skills or the other help that might be required to implement the PA? So assuming that there is a strong profit opportunity and assuming that PA might be a way to to address it, I guess the checklist was then testing people a bit and trying to make them think a bit about what are the steps in that process that they might need to focus on within their own business. The manual does talk about variable rate a great deal and spatial variability. Spatial variability refers to how much a problem or an opportunity might vary across an area, be it a paddock or a farm. And certainly variable rate is a very common thing with PA in terms of the where PA has come from. Variable rate has been a real focus in the past, but some of the newer applications that can actually have a really big impact on profit are, are those strategic ones that can unlock yield potential. And often that's not necessarily about variable rate. It might be about PA helping to decide where to put some drainage works in or PA working out where to do some soil amelioration or different types of soil amelioration for different parts of the paddock. And those tended to be when we did the work where the greatest payback was. Now, step four gets down to the nitty-gritty of whether the economics stack up. How does this resource help there? The key thing we realised as we were going through this was that Often quantifying the benefits can be tricky with PA because it's not always clear what's the benefit from PA versus what's the benefit from the practice itself. So is variable rate lime actually better than just spreading lime anyway? And in different cases, there's different ways that that benefit is realised. So it's really important to understand, are you getting a variable cost saving from this practice? Are you getting a yield increase? Does that yield increase last for just this year or is it actually an ongoing one for the next few years? Potentially, it might be semi-permanent depending on the application. So really understanding where that benefit is coming from and how it's influencing the bottom line is critical. And so there's some decision trees around working that through and knowing how to apply some economic analysis based on the situation you're in. And the second part of it is then to understand how to allocate costs as well. And again, this comes back to the type of PA that you might be doing and also whether you've invested in some new equipment to undertake it or potentially you've used a contractor There might be some time involved setting it up or there might not be, depending on what you're doing. So it was another decision tree there to step through the way to calculate out the cost for PA and then pretty much pull that together to work out if it's actually providing a um, a net benefit at the end of the day. Are there non-financial benefits to a PA system? Yeah, there can be. And when speaking to growers, we uncovered a lot of intangible benefits that people were really interested in. And it probably showed that you know economics is not the only pathway to adoption for people and there are other things that, that help with adoption that aren't actually necessarily of a huge economic advantage. And one that was highlighted to us, which was interesting, was 
a grower that had adopted an optical spot sprayer technology. And one of his main reflections on that was that he, he really enjoyed the way it kept his employees away from all the chemical use from manual spot spraying. And for him, as an employer and trying to look after his staff, he felt that was a real win. And it was difficult to put that into actual dollar terms, but it made him a lot more comfortable with the decision to go ahead. Now, you have written quite a few case studies, I suppose, PA in action. We found on the way through, one of the, the real messages from the project was that it's very important to do your own numbers on your own farm because there's a really wide variability of, of what can happen depending on your own situation. And the same two farmers can actually adopt the same PA application or the same piece of equipment and end up with quite different results on how it ends up washing through to profit on their farm. So a way that we tried to demonstrate that and, and capture some of that anecdotal information was to to have some case studies with grower information in them. So as part of the project, there's some case study work on variable rate liming, fertiliser, and also how PA can assist with drainage and amelioration, and then another one on the adoption of optical spot sprayers. And, and those case studies step through how growers have gone about adopting as well as how they've made some decisions around it and how some of the economics work for each of those situations. Step five is the implementation, devising a plan. What does that entail? We think that's a really important part of it actually because it's all well and good to have a great idea and do the numbers on it and be able to see on paper that it's going to make you money but in the end nothing actually ends up being profitable until it happens in the paddock and it happens really well. So we felt it was important to have a a really clear plan for implementation and from talking to growers and advisors that were doing well with these PA approaches, they had clear plans, they had a, a team approach where their agronomist and their PA provider or their contractor were all involved in the decision making and having input. And they also were able to then step that through and and have people on the same page about what was trying to be achieved. So rather than a machinery person that didn't understand what the agronomic issues were in the farm, or rather than an agronomist that that didn't understand what the machinery was capable of, the guys that were doing this well were able to bring those guys together in different ways and and draw on them in the right manner and get the implementation actually happening back on the ground to realise the benefits that we'll work through because without implementation, nothing's actually really changing. Absolutely. Now, you do make the point strongly that it's not a static plan, that it needs to be tested all the time as well. Particularly on the economic analysis side, I mean, and there's a lot of people that maybe had a dabble in PA in the past and maybe didn't feel like it stacked up or or perhaps weren't ready for it at that time. And I guess the nature of technology is that it does change over time and and a lot of things that might have been expensive 10 years ago are actually not as expensive now. Or potentially the savings that could have been made in different seasons might be different variable rate fertiliser example, you know, the impact of fertiliser at a high price versus a low price can make a real bearing on the results are achieved. So it's really important not to set and forget and to keep evaluating it. And a great way to do that is actually through some on-farm trials, which PA can be really useful for as well, where you have a few different rates in a paddock if it's fertiliser and you can actually test what's going on and, and learn a lot about that for future practice as well. Can it go wrong? (laughs) A terrible way to end the conversation, but are there things that growers really need to look out for? Yeah, like anything, it it certainly can go wrong. And I think when we're talking to people, a lot of the messages around when it can go wrong was that perhaps they they went to the technology first without really understanding the issue or the opportunity. And so it comes back to that really that first question here of knowing your farm business and where the opportunities lie. Some of the other times when things have gone wrong is when people have perhaps gone down a path without a plan B particularly when the adoption has happened on a broad scale early in the piece. So, you know, spreading it out over a whole farm straight away rather than taking perhaps a pilot approach and testing it on a a paddock or two first to see, yes, that we can do this 
and yes, we can make it happen in a good timely manner. That's another trick, I reckon, because if you end up taking on too much in one go or potentially having a bit of a bottleneck, then that can impact on other operations and cause losses in other areas that, that offset the benefit from the PA adoption. Mm. It's great resource because it does give you that step-by-step approach and you get the impression that if, if you miss out a step, then you could get into trouble. And I suppose that's what maybe what some growers have done. As you say, they rush to the machinery rather than really figuring out whether they need the machinery in the first place. That can be true at times. There's always a bit of excitement around new technology and it's not necessary that the technology doesn't work. It's more that does the technology actually provide an economic benefit on my farm? And really that comes back to identifying the right issues first. And that's where we really would encourage people to to step back and, and think of PA as a tool rather than a, a way of being and apply it where necessary. It should then have some useful results. Patrick Redden from Rural Directions. Now, there are links to this powerful new resource in the story notes. Make sure you have a read through and save them to your favourites so you can keep going back to it to check in. Thanks for listening. My name is Chris Brown.